Welcome to Drop School. I'm just ready for the next step. I want to be ahead. An eight-week journey following one unknown designer. So my name is Jordi. I'm 19 years old, and I'm about to drop the first product from my brand. Going from no brand to pulling off his very first drop event. Exclusivity will bring longevity. You need people to keep their eyes peeled. Each week, a new masterclass. There was just a massive problem with the end of life of products. So with sneakers, they're very like hype-driven, trend-driven product. Each week, a new challenge. When you have an idea and you can't fulfill it exactly the way you want it, it is heartbreaking. This is Drop School. We all want to be rich. I don't think there's one person that don't want to have money and be a successful person, but not everyone has the heart to do it. Hey, Jordi, this is Alizé Demange, your Drop School mentor. Well done on last week's challenge. You've now got a proper brand identity and logo to start promoting. But this week, we're going to be focused on the product, particularly what makes a good product. So come meet me at Soho Works. It's time for a second round of Drop School. Okay, cool. We're going to jump in the car now and head towards Soho to meet with Alizé and find out some more about this week's focus, the product. My trousers then? Yeah. Uh, trousers is, I feel like that's the most important part of your outfit, in my opinion. I feel like trousers is more important than shoes. If you have the coldest trousers, you can wear all black tee, all black shoes. That's the most impactful piece of clothing for me. And I definitely, when I get dressed in the morning, I start with trousers, for sure, and then build everything around it. Yeah, yeah. Not socks and pants? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> for sure. You do a wide, a wide leg boxer. Air wide leg boxer. Yeah. <laughs> when you want to be stylish in the yeah. house. <laughs> pockets. Oh, yeah, yeah, pockets. pockets. Well. You make it bare functional. Yeah. <laughs> Just bare pockets. I want, I want military utility <laughs> pockets. Imagine in this whole area, just popcorn hold up. <laughs> <laughs> just in the shadows. Jordi! Hi, how are you? Thanks for coming. How are you? Yes, um... It's very hot in London today. It's hot and I'm drinking my iced coffee. Yeah. This is what it's like on radio plays, isn't it? Mm -hmm. No, no, So this week, we're going to be focused on what makes a good product. And when I say good, I mean innovative, desirable, exclusive. Fashion brands generally generate off buzz, like it's around their name, the unique ability to sell almost anything within the product range. Like think of Supreme. Supreme will make a lighter, a knife. No, <laughs> not a knife. They do actually make yeah, that. They do actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything from an ashtray to a brick. <laughs> Don't they have like a fire? I thought oh, they had a fire like a extinguisher. I yeah. felt like they did. I was exactly. So well. like, you know how enough, I think it was like the first app when you were like, maybe I want to make a fridge one day. But I also wanted to do other stuff like make a fridge. How do we get there with the brand? Connections, you know? people who tell me where to manufacture a fridge. It was a rhetorical what? question, but. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I wasn't talking to you by the way. <laughs> Take the Supreme Brick, for example. It was retailing at $30. It's also just a brick. But now, how much is that? Probably 150 racks. <laughs> for I don't a know brick. about a brick. <laughs> how many approvals do you think they had to go through for the brick to like? I don't know how big Supreme is in terms of like how many people. 
I love it was just like one person. One like, no, we're making like, bricks we're now. We're making brick. Everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> we're going into construction. <laughs> <laughs> Mischief's viral big red boots. They were really cool at the start, really innovative, and I feel like they had their time. <laughs> I don't know how I thought. Like I thought I liked them, but I also understand that I would never wear those. <laughs> I thought they were funny. No, when I, I, I they were cute. <laughs> when I first saw them, I was like, these are crazy. Yeah. Like, it looks like. Astro Boy. Yeah, it yeah. actually looks like a little character. That's yeah. what I kind of liked about it. I was uh, like, you yeah. look like a comic book, a little cartoon. But I was like, I don't know how practical this would be in the in a real life scenario, but that's yeah. not up to me to debate. But it's so ironic that you said like, oh, they had their time, bro. It was like a couple of months ago. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, wait, was it 2022? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, like it's not even been that long. I feel like it's just social media. How I see it is you see something over and over again and then like you don't really like it anymore. But I feel like I that's... I kind of think the opposite sometimes. I feel like sometimes when you see something over and over and over again, even when you don't initially like it, that sometimes you become kind of just like it. Yeah. There'll be things that we classically see all the time that we don't grow sick of at all. Like, if I see a tabby boot, I think the tabbies are sick. I don't think I'll ever not like the tabbies. Like, they're kind of wild. When you think of them from a design perspective, yeah, a lot of people would maybe look at that boot and think, this is ugly. Mm. Or like, just a bit too left, because it's in the form of a hoof, literally. But I also think they also look really classic to me. But is it because of a, it being repetitive as like a signature item that's been repeated in lots of different forms that now I feel like, and I know it, everyone knows this Margiela, every time you see it, like, is it psychological or do I even like it? <laughs> yeah. That's fashion. <laughs> so this week I've set you up with a meeting with London-based artist and designer Helen Kirkham. Her stuff stick, like, she re, like, purposes loads of dead stock materials and trainers to, like, recreate her own silhouette of trainers. Think patchwork, loads of different vibes. Like, we saw a couple where I could recognise, like, an Air Max 97 bottom or Air Max 1 bottom and a bit of a Jordan. Like, really cool, but also, like, just creating a completely different silhouette out of, like, many different iconic silhouettes that we already know. So do you think you'd ever do, like, an upcycling project? In the future, I look at myself... Like, using old material and using new stuff, she'll be a sick person for me to talk to and get information like that from. Sometimes, you know, like, we've seen a silhouette so many times, how do you essentially remix something without making it look like the original product? Like, how do you give it a whole new lease of life? And I think with Recall Project, we kind of want to do that in the next couple products you make. Yeah. I'm definitely going to ask her about that, how she went about it, and, yeah, how she sources stuff. She's going to have, like, loads of insight into like how to create a more elevated product for you yeah so i hope you really enjoy it good luck so that's us done with our mentor check-in with alizé so we're getting in the car now and heading to the design district on the other side of london for the next drop school masterclass. we're here in the london design district we're going to meet helen kirkham Give me a description of the area a bit as well. The area is cool, really cool shaped buildings with cool textures on it. Cool black building with triangles on it. 
Hi, hi, I'm Jordi. Hey, Helen, so nice to meet you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine, thank you. Good. Welcome to the design district. This place is so sick. It's such a nice space. Yeah, it all has its like own certain little unique design to it. I think it was. It was all different architects and then they came together and uh, made this space. So welcome. My studio is literally there. And then this is like a kind of community space, the forum. So I thought we could hang out in here today. I've seen your designs. I think they're really sick. I wanted you to kind of walk me through Tell them and it. how they get to that point. Yeah. Like that. Where should we start? Basically, how it started is I realised that there was just a massive problem with like the end of life of products. So with sneakers specifically, they're very like hype-driven product, trend-driven product. They have like a short shelf life. Yeah. So there was so much stuff going um, to landfill. So I kind of found that source of material, and I thought that's you know it's a great raw material because of the way that the material is created. Each person will have like a completely unique shoe. How do you feel about each pair being like slightly different? It can cause some challenges, I think especially when working with um, shops, because obviously they're used to things being like really consistent and yeah. everything being the same. So they have to do a lot of work as well to help their customers to understand that just because the shoe on the shelf, for example, has this like Reebok logo yeah. on the toe, <laughs> the one that they buy might not have that. Personally, I mean, I love it. Why people get so into fashion is because it's like an identity thing. Yeah. It makes you feel unique. It makes you express your personality. So I think even if two best friends have got the same, this shoe, the Palimpsest, their left and right is going to be different and their pair from their friend's pair is going to be different. So yeah. I just, I think that's so beautiful. I love this idea of like a group of friends all having Palimpsest. And another question I wanted to ask is price point. I've heard that price point is linked to like confidence and how much you're gonna sell and I wanted to know like how people's perception affected your price point. I think you can't think about people's perception on the price because price is so hard to build out but the way that I managed to do it to actually like put a product on sale otherwise I just would have never sold anything is to just take the emotion out of it. If you think practically about the costs to make the product, then you feel like you, not that you need to justify your prices to anyone, but if you do have like, you know, our sneakers, they're at a luxury price point, they're 690 pounds, like they're not, it's not cheap. But that I know that that price is based in logic. I didn't just pull a number out of thin air, you know, to clean the shoe, collect the shoes clean, deconstruct, reconstruct, make the material, stitch the material before we even send them to the factory. And then, you know, we're working with factories that have a good living wage and have good working conditions. And like, there's so many factors into creating a product that's important for me. And that all influences the price. Try and think more logically about the price rather than emotionally. Then I think it helps you to just be like, well, this is the price. Yeah. Because everything's sort of one of one yeah. and everything has its own sort of situation, how much of a perfectionist are you? It's so hard. I love the process of making and I think like through making a product, you learn so much yeah. and sometimes you have to just kind of bite the bullet and be like, oh, this is done, even if you don't <laughs> yeah. feel like it's completely yeah. done. Once you put a product into the world, like, people can react to it. So the product kind of has to exist in the world for me to be able to improve it. I see this shoe as a continuous journey and I think it will, it will only evolve. 
a good product is so subjective. Everyone's got their own style, everyone's got their own fashion sense, but I do think you know, as designers, as creatives, as artists, there's some kind of like fundamental things that like drive you to make a good product, which is functionality, like it has to work, even if the purpose is beauty, like that's still a purpose, the aesthetic. I think longevity, like I'm dealing with waste shoes all the time with old shoes and I think you have to make a product that's built to last or built like fit for purpose. Other than that, obviously the aesthetic, you want it to feel valuable to the people you're making it for. It has to resonate with people. I think the role of a creative person is to put their work into the world to inspire and support other people. <music> 2016 I started, so that was when um, I did an MA in footwear design. It's been an, an amazing journey, to be honest. So like the first three or four years, I was doing a lot by myself and just kind of get a project, do the project, do the, you know, and move like that. Um, but now this is the first year where we've got, well, there's a team of five of us now, including me. Could you imagine yourself like having a team one day? Yeah, I'm not sure. I actually want to know your advice on this. How do you feel about like, I personally would want to employ just a lot of the people that are close to me. Yeah. And I feel like have the same mindset and yeah. the same end goal, as you said. And I'd, yeah, I'd usually find that in people that are close to me. Yeah. Do you hire people that are close to you? And is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? It is, that is a great question. And it's so hard to know. It's trial and error, to be honest. And I think you know the friends and the people around you that get it and the people that don't if you are going to hire people that are close to you it's just you just have to make it super clear like what the boundaries are and like what the roles are i at the beginning kind of hired people that were similar to me and then actually you don't want people that are similar to you you want people that are different to you because mm -hmm. you are already you so you want someone that loves spreadsheets if you hate spreadsheets you want someone that like understands numbers if you don't understand numbers so you kind of want to build those people that all have the same vision, but like have different skill sets. It's just a thing where with other people, they might not be working at like the same time length as you, or they might not be as urgent as you need to be. How did you deal with that as well? Like, did you see yourself like, oh my days, I asked you two weeks ago to do this, <laughs> and you haven't done it, like stuff like that? <sighs> There's a lot more people management in building a business than I ever kind of imagined. I think I was quite naive to the fact that I was like, this is my idea and I'm going to make a shoe and everything's going to be great. But I think the reality of building out a, you know, a legitimate business is you do have to manage people's expectations, you have to delegate, you have to give feedback, you have to tell people off. And it's like all those things that I think especially for me as a, you know, I just want to sit in a dark room and make a shoe. And that's not the reality of building a brand. So I think it's, it's good to be aware of that. Do you feel like you could be in the same position you are now without university? Yeah, that's such a good question. I mean, I think with footwear, you do need some sort of training because I wouldn't have no clue how to start making a shoe um, because there's quite a lot of like technical materials and construction that I wouldn't know how to do otherwise um, but you don't have to go to university I mean there's loads of like courses for that I think for me uni kind of shaped my journey because I 
I didn't really know what I wanted to do, to be honest, and I think it kind of pushed me. Are you at uni? Or no, you I'm currently on a gap year. Oh, OK. I'm just trying to figure out if I want to go next year, yeah. like this year coming, yeah. which I doubt I'm really fighting again because I really don't want to go there and do something that yeah. I don't have any interest in yeah. or do something and drop out. I really want to be sure, but yeah. I'm not sure whether something to do with fashion is worth me going to university for yeah. or can I learn it all online or... Yeah. If you're very clear of what your goal is, then you might not necessarily need it. Yeah, I feel yeah. like some sort of like structure, especially in the creative world where you have a crazy amount of freedom. Yeah. Maybe too much freedom might be bad sometimes. So. Yeah. Nice. Okay, Jordi, do you want to show Helen your trousers? So these are my denim. The brand is called Recall Project, which is recall, like recall old designs, mm. recall, bring stuff back, and also links to military. I wear these like, every day. That's so good. <laughs> They look so good. I think the most exciting thing, I think, when you build a product is, like, you want to wear it. Yeah. I think you know that you've hit on something when you want to wear it. And how did you get inspired by, like, the vintage military? Like, where did that kind of start from? I've always enjoyed it. Ever since I've really got into fashion, but I just really like the functionality. I really like green. Also, the shapes of it, mm. a lot of the stuff that they make has a purpose mm. and it's really well made. Definitely. And yeah, with functionality, like a bomber that I have has a purple inside and they told me because they'll just be seen more visible if they got lost somewhere. That's so cool. I think things like that, like those little kind of Easter eggs yeah. inside design, like that's what makes it so special. And I think that that's what people are drawn to. Yeah. Especially with military, it has to be fit for purpose. Like it has to last a long time. It has to be the right weight, be the right thickness. Like all those materials are so important. Yeah, I think there's like endless inspiration to find from that. And how many are you going to do? Do you know how many? I think I'm going to make around 30. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good amount. I think that's a good first drop yeah, amount. Yeah, I think keeping it small also helps to create that kind of buzz around the product as well. Yeah, and the exclusivity as well. Yeah. It will also bring longevity to the brand because people aren't able to just get it straight away, Definitely. especially in the starting phases yeah. where you need people to keep their eyes on it and keep their eyes peeled. Yeah. That would be really good for me. Yeah, and also I think like keeping it small kind of understanding the demand as well will help you with your next collection, know how many to make. So I think you're doing it the right way. So for your challenge, I was thinking a lot about the early stages of building a brand and really how, how to kind of differentiate yourself within the brand something that's really important is kind of having a signature detail of some sort. So when you think of like Margiela and they have the four stitches yeah. or you think of, I don't know, like Heron Preston always uses orange, Off-White always has like the graphic with the uh, quotations yeah. and the X and stuff. So not necessarily like a logo, but what's something that you could incorporate into your trousers that could be your signature that could live through other products. Maybe it's a stitch, maybe it's um, a colour, like a coloured thread. You know, it could be anything, like an Easter egg yeah. for, for your customers. It's a nice way when you release your first product for you to feel like you, there's just a little bit of extra kind of Geordie sauce on there that yeah. feels like this is my thing. So that's the challenge. 
Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to do it. I'm Sick. ready to have my own Geordie signature yeah. with my brand. Love that. And yeah, I'll check in with you at the end of the week and see what you've come up with. Okay, Geordie, you've got two days, so we're going to drop you home and let you start designing. I'm looking through some books of military designs, looking for some inspiration. That's like cool. That. That's really cool. Asymmetric, but asymmetric bottom. Like that. I like how you can see that they've been repaired in the picture. Maybe I should do something like that. Actually, that would be really cool as a recognisable part this of is, it. Yeah, this is one. It just needs something to break it up. Just a, sm just a small mouth. Mm -hmm. Like, lean into that idea of it being repaired with the patches. Yeah. Obviously, I'll have to think about the material and the shape. I can play around with the patch and the colour. Yellow and red, black and green, blue and black. Mm, sort of, it's cool, like maybe the chest or the arm. Mm -hmm. right, and patches are definitely my thing. But I want it to be more clean. I want it to look more like... Hey, Geordie, how are you? Come meet me at Labrador Grove. Can't wait to hear what you've come up with. Fuck. Thank you. What was your today? Um, well, I had a meeting early uh -huh. this morning with my agents, and then I came to meet you. Because you're my priority now. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, are you called to send Helen a voice note of what you've been working on? This is the initial concept. It's sort of like military patches. I'm going to have them in different materials. I also really like corduroy. The use of corduroy is something I'm going to use and I want people to know me for because I feel like it's a really unique material. I wanna see. This is the concept. I feel like in the starting phases, I wanna try out some stuff, like maybe have it fully embroidered, maybe have it like I can Velcro and take it off or even add buttons to each so I can like flip it or take off some. I feel like the variety and also yeah, the versatility of it. I really like versatility, how I can wear my trousers with a suit jacket, I can wear it with a hoodie. So is that something you want to start including the patch? Yeah, and I feel like in the starting phases, I want to try out some stuff. Um, so Geordie, Helen's got back to us with some feedback. Hey Geordie, I think that looks like a really, really good start. Something important to think about is maybe the size, the colour, and I can see you've already thought about the shape as a circle, but even nailing down even further those things, even so much as the thickness of the graphic, all those little details can really make a difference. I think patches is a really good idea. It fits perfectly well with your military inspiration and your military theme. It's very adaptive, which works because you can put that on a lot of different garments and in a lot of different positions as well. So congratulations and uh, good luck with your next steps. A patch could be dynamic or completely blend in, like depending on what, how the thickness of the embroidery, the material that you use, how loud is it, colour palette, how big you want it on the item. Like All of those things will make the product look completely different and you'll have to do probably a lot of like trial and error to work that out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to need to do a lot of samples and get everything ready the, exactly the way I need it to be. Helen's feedback was really positive, but I'm a perfectionist, so I still feel like I could have done the patches better, and that's bugging me. 
When you have an idea and you can't fulfill it exactly the way you want it, it is a bit heartbreaking sometimes. When you're a perfectionist, you're always going to have done your best. Just life stuff happens that takes it on a different course or whatever. As long as you can say, like, I gave it 100%, that's all you can do. Yeah, and there's nothing When you do. haven't given 100%, that's when you start getting sad about it, because you know. You could have done better. You could have done better. But, but then you take that for the next one, don't it? I just overthink about stuff that could possibly go wrong. Something could go left at any time, because that's life. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, you have an attitude where you're like, I, I'm able to problem solve, though, like, I will always have a contingency plan or things can be fixed, like, nothing is, nothing is ever broken, like, everything can be solved. But being realistic, I think is good. <laughs> have there been a job where you're 100% satisfied with? And no. No? How do you go about stuff maybe not coming out exactly how you want it to be and it being still attached to your name? Um, at the beginning, it used to really bother me. Uh, like, I used to cry about it and stuff, like, if there was something that didn't really go. Because they're so... Because, like, working with talent as well, it's not... It's reliant on the person. The person also has to agree. They have to want to. They have to, like... They will choose something that they want to wear because they're a person. Like, mm -hmm. it's not... It's not dressing up a dolly. Um, and sometimes I didn't always think it was the right thing to do or da, da, da But you have to go with it because at the end of the day, client is king, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> was and that a tough thing to swallow? Yeah, it was. I've gotten better with just having a bit more detachment from it. Like, it's not personal. Like, it's not... Uh, it's a, it's about me, but it's not about me. It's not a, a, it's not an attack on my character. It's not like it's not a true representation of all my creativity. Like one job, they are the client. You do what they say, and everyone's happy. And you know what? I got my check. Next time on Drop School. You're gonna go and meet up with Pablo Hotel this afternoon. He's got some contacts for you to go meet in Paris because you are gonna go to Paris. Do you ever feel like because of your race, people like downplay what you're doing? No. I know my ancestor got it hard. I got it good. I got it easy. I got a Nike collab. The brands, they want to fuck with us. You're gonna go to the factory and you're gonna use my machines to make these of 500 euro jeans. Drop School is brought to you by WePresent, WeTransfer's arts platform, and was produced by Curly Media.